friends. Before we get started on today's podcast, I wanted to let you know that we are holding a captivating event this October in Colorado. It's the 6th through the 10th, and it is an incredible opportunity to dive deeper into the heart of our beautiful God, as well as into the hearts that He has placed in us. There is actually nothing better or comparable to being at a live event. It's just a wonderful, sacred treasure hunt to discover the beauties of God, and it is life-changing. So for more information, just go to wildatheart.org and click on the Captivating Retreat banner. This is Stacy Eldridge. Welcome to Captivated. This world vies for our attention in a thousand different ways. But the most important thing, the preeminent thing, the essential thing is to give our attention to Jesus. Hi friends, Stacy here. Thanks for tuning in. I pray that in this moment, you know that you are loved. Take a breath. Say it to yourself. I am loved. I am loved by the creator of the universe, by the Lord of angel armies, by the savior of the world, by the king of heaven. I am loved. Yes, you are. So as I am recording this, it's raining. It's summer, and yes, in summer it rains, but usually in Colorado, just in the afternoons. We are having a wet spell. The end of May brought the biggest snowstorm of the past six months. Heavy, wet snow, more than a foot of it. It broke branches and saturated the ground. And though we didn't need to lose the trees, we do need the moisture. So I bless it, reluctantly. And I bless this rain too, but I'm ready for sunshine. Come on, sunshine, right at night already. I love summer. It's my favorite season. I love warmth and flowers and green things, everything green. I love warm breezes and songbirds and hummingbirds and hanging baskets. I love long days. I love eating outside and the fragrance of pine trees and taking long walks and having the room for my soul to rise to the warmth of the surface. Oh, I love summer and I need it. I need rest and refreshment and Sabbath. And that means that I have to plan for it, safeguard it, fight for it, seek Jesus in it. I need Sabbath. I need restoration. And I don't think I'm going out on a limb here to say that you need it too. You need Sabbath. You need restoration. And I know right away you can go, yeah, I do. So let's talk a little bit about your summer and how you can get it. So first, and this really isn't a personal plug here, but the best thing I can tell you, read Resilient, John's new book. Honestly, the practice is to go deep into your heart where Christ dwells and encounter his life. They're healing and restorative. They're enlivening and capture your heart more for him 
and his kingdom. I've read it, I think now, five times. It's all underlined and dog-eared, and I have found the new system of putting little stickers at places that I really like. Ask God for his prescription for your restoration. What do you personally need this summer? What practices help you encounter God? I'm asking God what his prescription is for me. What does he have for me to personally enjoy? He knows me. He knows me better than I know myself. So what is it that I need in order to tap into the resources available to me in his kingdom? What is going to refresh my soul? So far, my list includes things like long walks, restful mornings in the word, bike rides with my husband. That's our new thing. And time in gardens, mine and others. Beauty is so healing. It is such a balm for the soul. In the Sacred Romance, the book that John wrote with his friend Brent Curtis, they highlight three core things that the human soul needs. Beauty, intimacy, and adventure. So whatever else you need in your summer, you need that. Beauty. What stirs you? The sound of laughter, playgrounds, all of creation, but for you particularly what? The ocean, mountains, rivers, streams, lakes, gardens? What? Can you get there? Can you get a taste of it? For me, I love being near water, water of all kinds, and the closer I am to it, the better. Near it, by it, on it, or in it. You're also going to need intimacy, connecting with others, good conversations, times around a campfire, walks with a friend, dinner out, spending time with people with whom it's safe to share your heart nourishes us. An adventure, diving deep into the heart of God in worship and prayer is honestly the greatest adventure. But what about sharing your faith or hiking, biking, risking a heart-to-heart, swimming, a vacation? Oh, a little moment about vacation. Vacation is supposed to be rest, an adventure. It may involve a family reunion, but we have to be careful there. Some family visits are just that. They're visits and not vacations. Sometimes you need recovery from too busy a vacation or too full of a visit. And friends, know that we are still reeling from the pandemic. The trauma we collectively endured is not over. And every day, There is news of something tragic happening to others near and far and possibly to ourselves or ones we know and love, and our hearts break. Our hearts are breaking over the recent tragedies. But we are haunted by the news with the threat that something worse is coming. Economic collapse, more social strife, copycat atrocities. Our fallen world is falling further. And as we seek God in how to navigate these days, how to pray, where and how to become involved and act, he also has things to say about every area of our lives to safeguard us, to strengthen us, 
to guide us, protect us, provide for us, lead us, encourage us, guard us. He is wisdom. He is life. He is everything. So we ask him, how do I get oil, Jesus? What do I need for restoration? How do I drink more deeply of your presence? How do I experience your love? What practices do you want me to engage in this season? What scriptures do you want me to camp in? Are there books you want me to be reading? How should I order my days? We ask the question, what is your prescription for my recovery and restoration and well-being? And yes, it will include intimacy, beauty, and adventure. And we know that all three of those, they overlap. They're not three precise, distinct categories. We love to adventure in beauty with others. All three nourish our souls, and all three are often involved at the same time. So with that in mind, let's talk a little bit more about intimacy. We know that God wants an intimate, close relationship with us. So we know that the nourishment we need will include the practice of setting apart time to be with him, alone, just you and him. I want to remind you of the podcast I did with Cheryl Wright on intimacy. Listen to that again as a help. Read Resilience. In it, John teaches and guides us in how to encounter God by going deeper into our hearts where he dwells, sinking into the presence of God, becoming aware of his indwelling spirit and resting there, gazing on his beautiful face. Luke 27, 21 says, The kingdom of God is within you. The domain of God is within. To get quiet and still, to breathe slowly, (sighs) to become aware of your present moment where Christ is, it's incredibly nourishing. The benefits of mindfulness and being present in the moment as researched by the world has many healing benefits. They include mental clarity, less anxiety, feeling of connection to people, increased immune function, a lower heart rate, lower blood pressure, higher brain functioning, increased awareness, increased attention and focus, becoming internally still and calm. But for the believer, add to this the Holy Spirit, the actual source of true well-being. The fruit is exponentially good. Psalm 42 says, My soul thirsts, pants, and longs for the living God. I want to come and see the face of God. We also know that our prescription will include beauty. And there is nothing and no one more beautiful than our Lord. So we know that for the refreshment of our souls, for our very life to be nurtured, it will include time in the Word of God. His Word 
is life. So take time this summer, extended time. Ask God to guide you and what he would have you read. Digest the word slowly. Stay in a passage for the whole summer. I want to encourage you to do that. Maybe it's just one or two verses, but no longer than a chapter. Marinate your heart in it. Dive deep into it. Maybe memorize it. Ask Holy Spirit for revelation from it so that you might know Jesus more deeply. That's what Jesus longs for, to be known. It's what we long for. Ephesians 1.17 says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better, so that we may know him well. Hosea 2.19 says, So I will betroth you to me forever. I will betroth you in righteousness and justice, in loving devotion and compassion. And I will betroth you in faithfulness, and you will know the Lord. I've talked about this before, but it's worth repeating. The Hebrew word know here is yada. There is a knowing about someone, and then there is the personal, relational knowledge, really knowing them intimately, closely. To varying degrees, you may know my husband, John. You know he loves Jesus, that he's a father, a grandfather, and a husband. You may know that he loves fly fishing, that he practices ethical hunting. You may know much of what he's accomplished probably the passion of his heart. I know the contours of his face. I know the sound of his footsteps and often the choices of the word he will use. I know the nuances of the looks in his eyes. I know what the slightest shift in his countenance conveys. I know the different sounds of his laughs. I know what makes him angry and I know what moves him to tears. I, yada, John. God wants that with us. He wants it for us. John 17, 3 says, Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. To know him like this, this yada, knowing, that is life to yada, yada, to know by experience. It's a personal, relational knowledge that becomes the kind of knowing that transforms our hearts and lives so that we love him in return. Loving Jesus, knowing him, having an intimate, close relationship is what we are born for. It's what we're made for. Knowing him is our ultimate prize. The increased unveiling of Jesus sets our hearts on fire for him with love, and love is an unstoppable force. So we ask him today. We ask him for our summer. Come for us, Jesus. Revive our first love. Romance my heart. Take me deeper. I want to know you. We say, Quicken my spirit to recognize and respond to your voice. Strengthen my limbs. 
so that I too may run to you in holy desire, in desperate need, and in passionate love. Oh, that we would run to the arms of our King. Aren't you glad that Jesus' pursuit of us is endless? His pursuit of us is endless. He provides the resources for us so that we can know him better. And the reason we can pursue God with intense courage and need and desire so that we might know him and be close to him is because he wants us to. The heartbeat of God from Genesis to Revelation is that he wants to be known by us. He knows us. He longs for us to know him in the same way. And one day, one day soon, perfectly, face to face. Just let me say it again. God knows us. He wants us to know him. The contours of his heart. The nuances of his expressions. The sound of his footsteps. The word he chooses what makes him angry, what makes him laugh, and what moves him to tears. We want and we need the intimacy, the beauty, and the adventure of experiencing him. To know him intimately, meaning in a close proximity, to be with him. So friends, digest the word. It is the doorway to Jesus. Savor it. Stay in it. Jesus is the word, the bread of heaven. So go slowly. Experience him through the word. Ask him to help you to do that. Again, Psalm 42, this is verse 1. It says, I long to drink of you, O God, to drink deeply from the streams of pleasure flowing from your presence. My longings overwhelm me for more of you. And we know that our prescription for our restoration is going to include adventure. Adventure with God and adventure with others doing what thrills you and brings you life. It is good to have times alone. Very, very good. In fact, I would encourage you to cultivate your ability to be still, to be quiet, and to be able to take walks, bike rides, whatever makes your heart come alive by yourself, to give yourself space to just be with God to let your thoughts rise to the surface, to attend to your emotions, to take a deeper look at what you're feeling, what you're thinking, what you're believing, and inviting Jesus into it all. Become a person who doesn't need to run from their inner world and is comfortable in the presence of just themselves and their king. He loves spending private time with us. He loves it. And he knows that we need others as well. We need people. We're made to live in families, in community. It is good to adventure with others, to share the beautiful moments with others. Going for coffee, 
taking a walk with someone, inviting someone over for dinner or, or to sit outside for an evening and talk, having a picnic, canoeing a river, going fishing, taking a hike, whatever. I love lingering on the front porch in the summer, drinking in what feels like a never-ending sunset, watching the night sky, or watching in awe a summer thunderstorm, the startling glory of lightning. And I love doing that by myself, but I love it even more when I share it with John or with other family members or a friend, to be in awe of the beauty of God with someone else, it's a great good and a great gift. So I encourage you to ask Jesus about that as well. What? When? With whom? You can even ask him, please have someone invite me to do something. Sometimes we get tired of being the one that always seems to be doing the initiating, the asking, the inviting. We need others to pursue us, just like We love that Jesus is pursuing us. We all need to belong. We all need to know that we are wanted. And this is where we are rooted and grounded in Christ. We belong to him. We are wanted by him. We are seen. We are delighted in. We are enjoyed by him. He is our security. And It's lovely to have a person or two who does that as well. If you do have that in your life, marvelous. Is there someone on the periphery that you could invite to do something with as well? If you don't have that in your life, pray that God would bring them to you and risk again inviting someone to do something with you as well. We need others in our lives. But friends, remember, others need you. You carry something of the image of God that no one else carries. We are a community of unique kingdom women connected by the Spirit of God. We need each other. And we share so much, including the feeling that we don't fit in. We don't feel like we fit in, and it's uncomfortable, to say the least. But it's also a clue as to what every other human being is feeling. You are not alone, and you are loved by El Roy, the God who sees, the God who sees you. So, dear ones, again, ask God specifically for his prescription of what you need in order for your heart, your soul, and your body to be tended. Nurture yourself. Sabbath. Sabbath should include some time to play. So what is playing for you? Let your mind wander. Imagine about this. Remember when you were young? Make time to do that. What was it? Watercolor? (laughs) Painting with sidewalk chalk? Flying a kite? Get bubbles. I mean, honestly, we need play. I do know one thing that all of us need, and it's margin. More margin in our lives. Space 
time to not have every hour scheduled, for there to be evenings and days even where there's actually nothing planned or required. We need margin because honestly, life crashes in with needs and crises and things breaking or people need helping. So to have margin, to schedule that in means that you'll have some space to be available and also time to read or be quiet or watch something, listen to something, to be still, to have spaciousness. Our souls need that. We need room. I need it. In fact, here at Wild at Heart, we all need it. To the extent they were closing down for the month of July for rest and restoration, to have the time and space to drink deeply from the streams of pleasure flowing from God's presence. To that end, I need to tell you that there won't be any new captivated podcasts for the month of July, and we'll be picking up again in August with new guests and conversations to help us go deeper into the heart of our God, that he might capture our attention and we might give him more of ours. We need him now, and we will need him in the coming days. So together, let's continue to cultivate the heart of a worshiper captivated by our Jesus. Friends, may your summer include intimacy, beauty, and adventure. May it include extended times of gazing at his face, drinking deeply of his goodness, resting in his presence, and enjoying the reality that he is captivated by you. Bless you. Bless you. In Jesus' mighty and beautiful name.